And welcome to Ready Steady Remake, the podcast where we take a film, we review it, love it, hate it, and then we remake it. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Rachel Tomo-Thompson. What's happening? Yeah, man. And my tech wizard, producer man, it's Adam Schned-Taylor. All right, mate. Yeah, man, I'm good. Uh, So, guys, here we are, back again. Rach, what's the film this week? Okay, the film... This week is a 2013 animated musical fantasy produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios. So it's not quite like the films we've been looking at these past couple of episodes. It was directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. It had a budget of $150 million. That's a lot. And it grossed worldwide of $1.276 billion. <laughs> billion! Wow. Uh, I think this is the highest grossing film we've done so far. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's the 11th highest grossing film, like, ever. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the most profitable animated film ever made, ever. Um, now, before that, it was 1994's The Lion King, which I'm sure we all love. But Frozen toppled it. Yeah. Knocked it off, and there's nothing come close since. It also won um, two Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature and Original Song. It won Golden Globes, BAFTAs, two Grammys. Music was by Robert and Kristen Lopez. It starred Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gad. And yet the success of the film was considered to be a worldwide phenomenon. What a shame. So what is it, Tom? <laughs> well, you've just mentioned it. He has. <laughs> he did say it. Bugger. I ruined it. It's all right. Pretend I didn't. Pretend I didn't. Just give it like a big sort of reveal. Okay. In Arendelle's fair kingdom, a ruler did appear. Born with a secret power so great, alone she stayed in fear. Get it together. Control it. Although the force was hidden, one day she let it go. Elsa. Sorcery. And all the land was covered in eternal ice and snow. It's completely frozen. Please, just stay away. Elsa! I'll bring her back and I'll make this right. So you're not scared? She's my sister. She would never hurt me. Yeah, I bet she's the nicest person ever. Huh? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> hey! That was a big frozen. reveal. Um, the snow glows bright on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to, to be, be seen. seen. Kingdom of Isolation, and it looks like we're remaking the film. Um, so, guys, <laughs> let's talk Frozen. Now, all cards <clears> on the table. Why I'm excited about tonight's episode, this is the first time I've done it when I had not seen the film. Uh, I watched Frozen for the first time last night. Guys, what's your relationship with Frozen? Okay, i seen it, well, 2013, so I literally saw it when it came out. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had to watch it because I've got like nephews and nieces mm. and lots of kids in the family but it's amazing. I've watched it loads more times. The music's like catchy. It's incredible. It's a great story. Uh, it's kind of laced with a little bit of 
feminism. Do you know yeah. what I mean? With like these two strong, powerful women. Olaf is boss. He's dead funny. Makes me laugh a lot. It looks beautiful. It's magical. It's just like classic Disney off your nut awesomeness. Schned. <laughs> <sighs> Don't care for it. Oh, go on. Go <sighs> on. Got, got to be honest. Like I, wa- I watched it for the first time the other day. Um, I realised that my first exposure to it probably set me on a bad on a bad footing because it's 2013, wasn't it? So I was DJing on a cruise ship when Let It Go came out or whatever it's called. So <laughs> whatever. It's yeah, called. I mean it, it. Yeah. So and then I did watch it and I and I tried to go in with an open mind, though it sounds like I didn't. So maybe I didn't. I don't think you did. Oh, I really didn't like it, guys. Like I don't. I don't get it. I don't okay. I don't see why you, everyone likes it so do much. Do you like Disney? I do like Disney. I've got to say now it's it's made me go a little bit introspective on it and so I like Pixar more than Disney now. Okay. Um and I think they blow the Disney films out of the water. But then I looked at what came before it and what came after it. Oh, yeah. And I think that both are way better in terms of Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6, which are both Disney films, Mm -hmm. and way, way better in my opinion. I see this as just a kid's Disney film. There's nothing in it for me as an adult to watch. Well, I'm going to cut in there. Um, The reason I had never seen Frozen and the reason I've been holding off was because I was told it was a kid's film, and especially a film aimed at young uh, girls. I watched this film last night, and I loved it. Mate, this film has got a witch with magic powers. You are quite like a young rocking girl. Rocking it up though. like Bobby Drake. We've got uh, snow monsters. We've and... got a wolf chase. We've got this giant, fantastical, epic, mate. Oh, I loved it, man. I knew you'd mention Bobby Drake at some point. Yeah, yeah X-Man Bobby Drake. X-Man. Um, I thought it was great. It was not what I expected. It was a lot darker than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. But the thing that stood out the most to me, banging tunes. <laughs> Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I don't. I couldn't disagree more. Hey, little babies, like, do you want to build a snowman, mate? Heart melted. <laughs> I d- I want to know more, Schneid. I want more reasons for your dislike. Well, I feel like that this is just going to be a podcast of me arguing with the two of you. Which no, I, no. I, I want. I wanted this it's, not it's to be nice the case. It's nice to actually but... have an episode where we don't all just love the film. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I'm excited to kind of have your, you know. Yeah, and like, so you meant you mentioned the music. A lot of this, I'm going to have to prefix with, if I compare this to Disney films back in the day, I know that at least 50% of that is because I watched them as a kid. Mm -hmm. And you can't make up for that. I can't watch Frozen as a kid and then watch it as an adult with some objectivity, but still regaining that love for it that I do with Aladdin, The Lion King, the films that came out when I was younger. The golden age of Disney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, they're way better. The songs are way better in those films. In Frozen, I can think of one half-assed reggae tune and the rest is just like four-chord epic ballads, which is boring. All right, Let It Go is a banger. Can I build a snowman? Banger. When the snowman Love sings about the door. summer. Love, Love is, is an, an open door. door. These all sound like the same songs. Yeah, and they're all banging. Nah. Love is an open door is the best. Yeah. Um. So, we get the impression that Sinead's not into it, me and Tomo... Fans, we like it. Um, let's break it down and talk a little bit about the characters in the film. First of all, Elsa, who has become like the main iconic image. That whole sequence of Let It Go when she builds the Ice Palace. Um, 
how can you not love that? That that's a pretty good bit of the film. It's very Doc Manhattan. Yeah, it is actually. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's ruined by that song. <laughs> oh, May. The transformation when she becomes a sexy snow queen. When she flips out that plaque. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> Have you ever seen the YouTube clip? If you haven't, check it out. It's of like these, um, like a bunch of army guys over in like Afghanistan or something. And basically they get to like, they're out in like the desert and they're watching Frozen, all of them. And there's the. There's that that moment when she does the transformation, builds like the Ice Kingdom, and does like turns into the Snow Queen. Literally, the clip of them, they're all up on their feet, they're singing, they love it. Yeah, I think you need to open I up that heart. It's not know? about that, and you touch upon a point which I was discussing. In fact, my girlfriend pointed out this morning, which is it has ridden off the the social media YouTube that like it came out in 2013, so it's prime. Everybody filming themselves singing that song. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been so pervasive. And I don't, you know, I can't argue with how successful it's been and stuff like that. And if four million billion people love a song, I can't be the only one, you know, s- screaming that it, that it's a terrible song. I, I get it. I hold it up. Yeah. However, I think that in relation to other Disney films, other Disney songs... Uh, can you feel the love and things like that okay. for instance mm-hmm. pales into insignificance okay, okay. fair, enough. Um, fair one enough one thing about what I find interesting with Frozen originally it was not meant to be the release that it was it was going to be a straight to DVD film um, not the biggest budget originally there was talk about it being 2D went to 3D nobody expected this film to become yeah, I don't think the they phenomenon did, did they? he said not at all no. this was a real huge all they wanted hit. to do because I think the last kind of like uh, ex- like Ex, you know, a successful film was Tangled, and I think they were just like, yeah. as long as it gets, you know, it's a bit better than that, and then it literally just went mental. Again, cards on the table. I've never seen Tangled. Tangled is good. Yeah, there's that. Really there's good. Brave came out. Yeah. Yeah. Similar I just time. think that it's for me. It's reminiscent of the early Disney films, a real princess fairy tale story. Um, I think it's really earnest and honest. Um, we need to talk about <clears throat> what this has done for femininity, in the sense that this is the first Disney film. The prince doesn't save the day. The two leads are two sisters, and really the main plot is about love your family and take care of yourself. Don't rely on a man. And I think that's a great message. Yeah. Well, I read up a little bit. Go on. Because um, I wasn't sure, not being feminine, whether yeah. it was uber feminist. I don't know. I wanted to see what people were saying about it and things. And it's got two princesses in it. And it, surely some of the issue is the over princessification of toys and things like that with mm-hmm. kids. I know that's an issue. Mm-hmm. To name some other films where I don't know if The Prince Saves the Day, but they're certainly about more heroic heroine figures like Mulan, Pocahontas. Uh, uh, well, Bra- Brave is very Brave itself. Mulan. I would say Mulan was the first of the real um, powerful, empowered Disney women that didn't rely on a man. I mean, she was a soldier and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Mulan, I take it. Yeah. And, but then, you know, I... The, the sister relationship's an interesting one. It, I mean, it's it's kind of the ice cream, and then they build on it, and then they you know they attribute they put that story but on you know onto this sort yeah. of sister relationship a bit, and it's kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, it's very white though. Okay, it's well, a very first white of all, film. It is. In, I said this last night when I watched it. I was like, look at all these rich, privileged white people. Yeah. I understand that. Um, I think the thing with the sisters is when this film was in production, originally Elsa was meant to be the villain of the film and she was going to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then, as, you, as Rach said then, tell me the directors again, Rach. Uh, it is uh, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Lee, just so you know, 
is the first ever female director for a big Disney animation. Yeah. The first ever. And her fingerprints are all over this film. It was her that suggested the idea of making it about sisters and making that the forefront and not having the usual Prince Charming saves the day. If anything, the sisters save themselves. I would yeah. say at the end. I think it's awesome. Elsa just stops being a bitch, doesn't she, by the end, basically? Um, I don't, but the problem is she's never a bitch. Elsa, one thing you might not notice, her tower... The ice tower changes with her mood. The yeah, with her changes. emotions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when she has that great scene when she goes full Bobby Drake and he's blasting mm. ice at all those dudes, mm. I was watching that going, yeah. loving it. Uh, <laughs> it's all yellow because she's feeling rage and anger. It took um, apparently it took fifty animators to do just that scene. Wow. So the scene itself is only like thirty six seconds long, and for like one frame, like three hours. Well, talking about the animation, um. I do think that the animation in this film is slightly below par. Yeah. Um, and that's purely based on the, the lack of budget. Um, my, If you want to go back and watch the film, when they have the ballroom scenes, if you watch any Disney production, there is so much detail. In these films, the lead characters compared to background characters, there is a huge leap in detail in the yeah, animation. Yeah, definitely. And I think I remembered it being, because obviously it's five years old now, and I remembered it being a lot more visually spectacular when I first watched it and yeah. it's quite interesting how only five years has passed and obviously animation has upped its game so much because even watching it uh, t- this morning it looked a little bit old. I think I think which, it's less which, which, which I um, understand what you're saying I think it's expected. less the age and more just I think they weren't prepared for what it was going to become. Yeah maybe. I think they didn't invest enough money and Frozen 2 has been announced I think when Frozen 2 comes out we're going to see gonna such a jump the in the world. level of animation yeah. Next year, it's going to blow it? your mind. I think that's going to ruin it. Um, I don't know uh, just so you know a little theory I've heard throwing this out there for number two what colour is Elsa's hair what white and what does she control ice what colour is Anna's hair ooh fire yeah I've got a theory it's like Game of Thrones I'm in the second one we're going <laughs> to find out that Anna's got fire powers that'd be awesome yeah what? boy have I got fire powers you do have fire Adam uh, Schned is redheaded if you didn't know he has the power I, of fire. I am like Arna. I am bald-headed. I've got the power of skin. Mine, <laughs> if I got sh- shit, shit power. Someone's uh, got the power hair. to throw Earthy. shit at you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just put her hand in it. Uh, bring it, bring yeah. it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, let's talk cast. Uh, now, again, because of the lack of money in this film, we don't have a lot of huge names. I would say that Kristen Bell... Yeah, she's pretty is, big. ...is not the biggest yeah. name in it, right? Well, and Adina Menzel, she is like... Um, well, is a massive Broadway. Yeah, she was so the first. Uh, what's her name? What's Wicked, the witch? What's um, her name? Elphaba. Elphaba and yeah. Wicked. Yeah, uh, she was. I so think she, she was huge. I think she made a name in Rent back in the day. Yeah, she was I in Rent as well. Rent. I, I, like on screen, she was obviously not as popular, but all like you know, you kind of the West End Broadway kind of people would be like, oh my god, that's yeah, a demon. yeah. Um, she was pretty huge. I, I've got nothing bad to say about the voice cast in this film. Yeah, I thought everyone fitted really well. Josh Gad as Olaf. All right. I love now, Olaf. Olaf as an image is something that I've seen around just by, just you know, for osmosis on images everywhere and stuff. I've never been keen on the character. I had no idea how funny that little guy he was. was awesome. Boss, he's awesome. Pro- I honestly didn't find him that funny. No, he's yeah. so, and you like really cute thing and everything he does is just like super sweet and cute and lovely. I think, and- I think it tipped over the edge into Twee quite early on okay. and okay. lost me. I get the I think that's basically it. But also, like, I'm not a musical fan. So yeah, as soon okay. as it's like... What you answer me, ask me a question, I'll answer with a song. It's just like, ah. Uh. I can see where you're coming from. I totally get that. Um, for me and Rach especially, like we are musical fans, aren't we, Rach? I yeah, mean, mate. Like, I like your musical, and I find this to be quite old-fashioned. In, have you seen Greatest Showman yet? No, 
All right. No, don't watch it. You're going to hate it. You, I, awesome. I know. You will hate see, it. Yeah. I love, do you know it's why I love awesome. it? Banging tunes. tunes. Yes. It's all about the tunes. Yeah, we have a different opinion on that, I, I know. think. How about, guys, how do we feel about the trolls? Little rocks that start singing. It's I a bit like... of a fixer-upper. <laughs> yeah, I like them little trolls. Yeah, I kind of I, I kinda like them. Look, I watched yeah. this with my girlfriend. She turned around to me and she went, babe, they look like you. <laughs> yeah, she's right. She's right. A little bald head, a little moss beard. I look like the stone trolls from Frozen. Well, they're they're a big thing over in Norway, and um, the old trolls. That's yeah. why they've been included. Because apparently they went over there. The the whole like production team, like the mm. art department and everything, spent like two weeks in Norway, like really in detail, like looking at the buildings and the architecture and stuff like that, and also just checking out the snow. And yeah. The, the, uh, and oh, apparently snow. they were. Um, the way the snow is animated, yeah. you mean? They had to study um, meteorology, which is basically to learn about snow and the formation of like oh, snow cri- crystals. Like they really got into it, like how the light reflected on the ice, and yeah. to to make sure because when you look at that like kingdom, you know, ice kingdom, it's just mate. Forget gorgeous. the ice kingdom. The opening scene when the fellas are cutting the ice. Yeah, on through, the, yeah. that's classic. It looks beautiful. I yeah, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, now Adam is looking at me like he just does not understand why we like this film yeah. um so a little bit of talk about it do you want to know a fascinating easter egg about the film yeah little theory all right so i haven't seen tangled there is a moment in the film when elsa is gonna other side fact first time ever that a disney princess has actually become a queen um elsa is being queen crowned queen in the yeah. film anya runs outside and guess who are guests at the wedding flynn and rapunzel are in the background at the that's wedding. that's cool even more cool do you remember at the start of the film, spoiler alert, Elsa and Anna's parents get uh, killed in like a, what is it, like a, a typhoon, like a yeah, big yeah. wave. In the sh- on when they're on the ship. You ever seen Little Mermaid? Yeah, I love it. Opening scene, when Ariel goes is to look in, around that ship. In... It's the ship from Frozen. <gasps> yeah, mate. So where does that fit in the timeline of which film happens? It's just little nods, before... isn't it? So they Rapunzel always... is first, then Frozen, and then... Um, Little Mermaid. Right. There's also a hidden thing that this is what the director himself said. This is not official, but the director threw this little one out there and said the parents didn't die on the ship. The ship sunk. They were shipwrecked and they washed up in Africa in a treehouse and gave birth to a son where they were living next to a group of gorillas. Their kid was Tarzan. Oh, wow. All ties in together. Definitely no snow there. No, no snow. I there. like that shit. Uh, you can also see Cinderella at the ball. Uh, you can see. Um, is it Sleeping Beauty is at the ball and the girl from Princess and the Frog is also at the ball. Dude, all is, that party, is that because it's low budget and they're just reusing cells? Um, no, I think it's just a nice little way for the animators to say all the Disney princesses know each other and go to each other's weddings. I'd like to have oh, been at that that's party. that's nice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was so insane. That was actually genuine. Yeah. Maybe. All right, guys. So I think that sort of ties up <clears throat> our feelings on Frozen. Yeah. Tom, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I loved it as well. Ads. Yeah. Couldn't get enough. So it's that part of the show when we talk about facts and stuff about the film. Uh, so, Rach, talk to me about Disney. Okay, let's have a little chat about Disney and animation, guys. Um. Has anyone been to Disneyland? Yeah, man. I went when I was 10. I've been as well. Have you I, been? I've not been. I really... That's why you don't. This is probably. Well, no, I, actually, I tell a lie. I've been to the one in Paris. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. Well, this is see, this is why I don't normally bring it up because anyone that's been to America oh. goes, mm. oh, it's not the same. Space Mountain was good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it actually was very yeah. nice in Paris. It's you know what was rubbish. better? Park Asterix. That's it's really rubbish. good. The French Disneyland's lame. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm underexposed at a child level to Disney, I would say. Okay. Okay, let, um, let's talk about, if you don't like Frozen, mm-hmm. what's your favourite Disney movie then? Aladdin. Okay. Yeah, it's got to be Aladdin. But I think that's just, just prime age when I got it, had it on video. At that and The Lion King... But I think I got Aladdin and my brother got The Lion King, so that's probably why it's my favourite. But it is amazing, Aladdin. Yeah, I think I we were all at that age when we hit that run in the early 90s of Little Mermaid, Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. We were what was yours, Rich? Um, now, I'm funny one. Beauty and the Beast, I would say, is my favourite. But as a kid, do you know what I loved? Robin Hood. Yeah, oh, that's that's brilliant. Robin Hood. Really I loved good. that as a boy. That, that banging tunes. Banging tunes. 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 Totally. And I actually brought that up when we were watching Frozen because isn't there a, there's a character that's a bit like the rooster that is just not not nearly as good. I'm sure that there was a bit where someone's playing a tune and I was like, oh, I don't remember. Robin is better. Anyway. Mine was, um, mine's Peter Pan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. But I just think, um, I just had it on video when I was little. Sleeping Beauty or Peter Pan, they're like my two childhood, like that takes me right back and I used to watch them over and over and over and over. Yeah, loved it. I find Sleeping Beauty quite dark. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one as much, but when I have seen it, and I think I'd seen it in teenage years yeah. and stuff like that, mm. I... I I get it. Like, that's a good one. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit when there's it, a skeleton reaching towards yeah. some water in a cage and the queen's like, mm-hmm. oh, reach your it drink. Used to, it used to scare me off. a bit. And, and yeah. I think that's why I like Peter Pan as well. Like, the, the crocodile genuinely yeah. scared me when I was a kid. And, you know, the, with the, the clock and the yeah, ticking yeah. and, yeah. and hook, like, and yeah, loved it. Love Peter Pan. Cool. Lost Boys are great in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've got the top 10 all-time favourite Disney movies. All right. Favourite? Well, yeah. No, sorry. I mean, as opposed to like most successful. Or no, like, like as in like votes so for most, like okay. best. Okay. This is what like the most, mo- yeah, most, the most right. Right. Best Disney um, animation according to the internet. <laughs> I mean, the internet has a lot of favourite films, doesn't it? So Internet's this will opinions. be a definitive list. So this list. is the internet, whoever <laughs> she or he is. Mr. Internet. This is their list. Okay, so... In reverse order, we're going to go number 10, Sleeping Beauty. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It's good I guess, Old yeah. school. It's old school. Yeah. Good movie. Number nine, Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia That's came out a years one, ago. Yeah. I, I'm it's a big really fan. Good. It's really good. Real, like, social commentary. Good film. Yeah. Check it out. And I, I think that kind of animation for me is like my favorite, okay. whatever that is. Yeah, CG animation. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like I love how bold yeah. and colorful and like fast and sharp it is. Yeah, That's like, is great. Like that and Big Hero 6, like that yeah, kind yeah. of animation is right up my street. You really like it, though. I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can tell. Okay, number eight, Tangled. You've Again, not, not you've seen, not seen, seen it. it. So what's it about, that one? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So she stuck up the tower and like witchy witchy woo keeps her up witchy there. Woo. Witchy, witchy woo, witchy woo. <laughs> Who's witchy woo? You said that like everybody says that. I've. N- oh god. 
No, I just, <laughs> I just say that. Some witch, witch. keeps yeah. her up the if time. If there isn't a character called Witchy Woo in that, yeah, and they like the moment she's like stolen from like her mum and dad, hmm. and like they let off lanterns on her birthday every year, and she's like, oh, oh my god, that looks so beautiful. And then she lets her hair down. And she's lets her hair down, and eventually she gets out and gets back, and she's she ginger as well. You know, it was nah, like blonde, blonde, shoot blonde. Um, okay, so number seven, Mulan. I love Mulan. I think it's class. It's great. I haven't seen it for years. I haven't though. seen it for years. If you, anyone loves Mulan, do yourselves a favour. Go on YouTube. Uh, do you know the main hero in Mulan? Like the uh, the dude is like, let's get down to business. Mm-hmm. In the Chinese version, he is voiced by Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan sings that song. You can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> it's class. What? Does he sing it as well as he sings War at yeah. the end of the <laughs> I'm going to put a clip of that in. Yeah, put but it on. I'm going to find yeah. it. That's awesome. Uh, number six, Beauty and the Beast. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, I think to this day, the only uh, animated uh, Disney film that won the Oscar for Best Picture. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen the new one? Like uh, the live action one? Oh, oh, the one with um, uh, uh, Hamano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nah, all right. It was all right. Yeah. Funny fact, Josh Gad in that plays LeFou, who dresses up as a snowman in the film, uh, oh, also yeah? plays the snowman Olaf in Frozen. Yeah, wow. he does, he does, he does. Good, good tie-in. Thanks. Good tie-in. Uh, <laughs> number five, Schneid, Aladdin. Love it. <laughs> Brilliant. Should be five places higher. I've got a little fact actually about Aladdin. You know his face? I don't know his face. Aladdin's face. I don't know his face. <laughs> His face was modelled on Tom Cruise. No, Tom mine. Cruise. Yeah, I know. Tom Cruise from Risky Business. That's yeah. Yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise is very Middle Eastern, isn't um, he? No, if you do, you re- <laughs> go back and do some research. Uh, Aladdin was nearly finished, and Aladdin was a lot younger and had a mother in the story, and it just didn't work, so they scrapped the whole thing and started from scratch. Mad. Yeah. Well. Uh, number four, Snow White. It's a classic, mm. in it. It's, it's a, classic, a classic, but I wouldn't. Citizen Kane's a classic. Like, yeah, but I'm not going to watch it on a Sunday afternoon. I know. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't make it number four. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but number ten. Yeah. They are similar. Those two films. They are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, The Little Mermaid. It's brilliant, and I cited it today as a, as another film that is has much better music. Than, not crazy about than, it. Than I love it. Not crazy about What's the little, the little mermaid? fish called? Flounder. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have one. Not crazy about it, but I'll know everything about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yellow and, <laughs> yellow and blue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Flounder. I used to have a little one. Ursula is toy scary as well. I used to get a bath when I was a kid. Yeah, I could squat water. It's my yeah, yeah, yeah. meal toy. I had the same oh, one. was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had it. Boss. Reminiscing, man. Reminiscing. Okay, number two, Frozen. Nonsense. That is nonsense. That's... That's nonsense. That is like Stitch being better than Predator. I've, I've got some, oh, oh. Um, I've got some call outs to do if you, if you don't appear on this list. Go on, give me number one. Uh, number one, Lion King. Brilliant. I'm so sorry, but where the fuck a doodle do is the Jungle Book uh-huh. on that list? Yeah. Another one with amazing music. Louis Prima. Jungle Book should be there. I thought Bambi would have th- been I there think, as well. I think Big Hero 6 yeah. is, is better than mm. some of those. Mm. Um, Robin I'm, Hood wasn't there. Robin Hood. I'm a big fan of Cruella Deville. Oh, Cruella yes. Deville. 101 Dalmatians. His boss. Pinocchio wasn't there. No Pinocchio. No, no. That's a classic. Pinocchio used to scare me when he smokes cigars and turns to a donkey. Didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, that do, was do you think it. some of these are the 
we're just getting on a bit and they're a bit too old now. Yeah, I think this is a modern list if you're putting Frozen Yeah, it is, it is a modern list. So there you go. That's the top ten. Are we happy with the top ten? No, not at all. Well, <laughs> not really. It's all right. But the thing is, Pixar's better though, isn't it? That's Pixar the thing. Pixar is better. Isn't it? Come on. I, I think now... If I you were know, to do a big... I mean, maybe a top ten, you might have a, a couple that you might not be that fussed about, but certainly the top maybe five one Pixar episode are going to be do. so much Pixar is not what it used to be, I'm afraid. Like, don't get me wrong, there are still classics there, but in this modern age, the films that Pixar are producing are nowhere near the level What's they were the most the recent Pixar? Uh, the most recent Pixar. Oh, it wasn't in and out. What was it? It was just... Right, so, like, in- the, the sequels Inside to Cars out. and all that kind of stuff, I, I agree with, but I think Inside Out is brilliant yeah. Yeah, yeah. Toy Story obviously yeah. all the Toy Stories are amazing Up Up, up. I, brilliant. I'm not a big fan Wall-E. of Wally. I like the first Wally. two Wally, yeah. like, wait Wally's like nearly what how many years ago is Wally now yeah I know but I don't know I'm don't not know. <laughs> I'm not as big a fan as Pixar what's Wreck-It Ralph is that that's no, Disney oh, is that Disney yeah and I'd probably have that on the on that top 10 I think yeah that's I great. would really you put Wreck-It Ralph on it's your amazing no I might do one <laughs> Do you know what I said? I was like, I cannot get into a heated argument about Disney. And this is the most vociferous that this um, podcast has ever now, been. Again, it's probably because of the age that we are. But I personally feel that Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, yeah, it's all Mulan, your old those school. 90s Disney films. What's are that super one hard. that you showed me at uni? Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove's amazing. <laughs> that is Lama. so I've not funny. Seen that. Mate, Emperor's New Groove, go and watch it. It's That's brilliant. so funny. Patrick brilliant. Warburton. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Kronk, I think his name is. Is he? Yeah, he's yeah, really good. Yeah. See, that that's a gem. Yeah, that is a gem. And that's kind of a forgotten hidden gem as yeah. well. Go back, watch that. Um, and let's forget all the 80s films. Do you, ever, do you ever see films like The Black Cauldron or Oliver and Company? Black Cauldron. There's... Wasn't that the first film that got like a PG rating? Yeah, the, because it when, was a bit... These are the films that sort of killed Disney until yeah. Little Mermaid. The animated back. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go back to the 80s. Oh, we're Just about time. Good. Fox and the Hound. These sort of times. Oh, yeah, these? yeah. I'm a fox. I'm a hound dog. There's so many. Yeah, There's so many Disney films. That's why they run the world. Yeah. They run the world. Um, I think that, that that's my list. I've got a few. I've got three interesting little facts for you. Go on. So Jungle Book was the last animated film that Walt Disney actually personally supervised, and it was released 10 months after his death. Oh. Wow. I, I mean, it's a pretty good swan song. Jungle Book's that, sensational. I mean, actually, plot-wise, not great, but the songs are so good. Banging tunes. Banging tunes. <laughs> I, we watched that the other day, actually, with my little niece, <laughs> and she loved it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like, how old's that? And she absolutely loved yeah. it. Also, She's actually, now called her little teddy bear, Baloo. Yeah. I haven't Shout seen... Out. The so, remake is not bad either. I was going to say, I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's not brilliant, but check it out. It's quite fun. And um, what else have we got? Oh yeah, you know the people who voiced Minnie and Mickey. Did you know that they were married in real life? In real life, yeah, really. That's, cute. that's really cute. That is wow. cute. That's super cute, actually. That is cute. That's too cute. And yeah. then, <laughs> this is cute, but also awesome. The voice of Eeyore yeah. from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes, is also the voice of the Transformer yeah. Optimus Prime. He is. Yeah, he is. How- he is. That cool is amazing. Is that uh, another little voice one for you? Did you know that Tom Hanks, who is the voice of Woody, mm-hmm. um, Joe, you can buy like Woody toys and you pull the string. It's like, oh, there's a snake in my boot. Yeah, because he's so busy. Do you know who does all those voices? Huh? Tom Hanks' little brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true, true story. Tom Hanks' little brother makes a living doing the voices of Tom Hanks characters that Tom Hanks is too busy to do. Amazing. Brilliant. That's a great He's job made to up have a bit, yeah. Absolutely made up. Absolutely made up. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> um, all right, guys, uh, that wraps up Disney Facts. Nice on time. That's some good stuff. Thanks. Oh, Mickey! <laughs> oh, you got my purse back! There you go! <laughs> Safe and sound! 
crazy. Well, then who got the facts I <clears throat> sent? So it's that part of the show. We spoke about Frozen. We've loved it. We've hated it. Let's remake it. Hey, you ready? Let's do this. Ready? Steady. Remake. Uh, Rachel, you're first. Let's see your remake. All right, guys. Frozen, my remake. Okay, so I'm going to start off first with my director because it'll kind of give you a feel mm -hmm. for the film. It's David Fincher. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. So Big he's change. done the likes of Gone Girl, Seven, stuff like that. One of the greatest living directors. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty awesome. So it's going to be a crime thriller. Okay. Cool. Um, live action, so no animation. And it's going to be set in a small town in Midwest America. Okay? Mm hmm And I've got Anna and, uh, what's his name? Christoph. Yeah. And they are two detectives. Okay? Cool. Nice. So they're hanging around, sheriffing around, you know. <laughs> sheriffing around? <laughs> Sheriff detectives. <laughs> Sheriff Hi, I'm Detective Sheriff. <laughs> Sheriff Detective. <laughs> so I'm going to cast them straight away. Uh, Christoph is Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. And uh, Anna is Laura Linney. Cool. Yeah? Nice. Okay, so they're my two detectives. And the, obviously the, you know, the focus is mainly on Laura Linney, Anna. Mm -hmm. And she is kind of, she's single she isn't married she hasn't got kids she's a bit of a workaholic she's like really into the detective <laughs> sheriff, sheriff around game, yeah. the sheriff she's game. all sheriff she's sheriff. all sheriff in this town and um, she's all shellfish she's all shellfish <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about prawns before it's just in my head that's what it's, it's, in it's head. just in my head <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so she but so throughout the film she's a little bit broken you can see you know that she's not quite you know, she's not quite there, and she keeps having these like unusual flashbacks that are a little bit distorted back in her childhood, and it's a little bit unclear, really, of like what these, and it's making us go, "What's up with this girl? What you know, is what's up, up with this girl? What's up with this Anna? Anyway, she's sheriffing around. <laughs> Next thing, all of a sudden, little girl goes missing in the town, and it's like, uh oh. So then another one goes missing. <gasps> then another one. Oh god! Wow. So it's a little bit of a problem. It sounds like a, a slight problem. Yeah, careless. A little yeah. bit of a problem. Few little kids. Are, well, yeah, little girls are going missing. So of course, Anna and Kristoff, detectives, are like, right, back to it, back to the work. So they obviously start, you know, interviewing people, questioning people, and uh, all. Fingers are being pointed at one guy and one guy only is the local creepy weirdo, oh, no. Olaf. Oh, oh no. shit! Oh shit! For, for those that can't see, Rach is pointing a finger. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pointy, um, and Olaf is going to be played by Bill Skarsgård. Okay, um, as in Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise yeah. from It. Interesting. Yeah, so you know a little bit peculiar. So they get him in, and they you know they put him under the. Under the lamp. <laughs> so he's saying. He's not a gecko. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Go on. So, so they start, he's under that lamp. He's under that lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. 
I know what you mean. He's at the table with the lamp. Yeah, yeah. So it's all like intense, like interrogation. They really count to down on him. And he's like, I didn't do it. I did not take them little kids, them little girls. And they're like, yeah, you did, you did. Now, through all of this, things have been happening. Packages are being sent to Anna's house, to Laura Linney's house. And they are body parts of the little girls frozen in little freezer bags. This is dark, oh, shit. Yeah. So she's like, why are they being sent to me? Back to the back to the <laughs> interrogation. So that's happening, you know, on the sly. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, anyway, I'm in it. let's get to it. Skarsgård, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. So he, he, he red herring. Yeah, just, he's red just herring. Weird. He's just a nice guy. Oh, they just thought he had a cold heart. Uh. <laughs> 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 anyway, so Olaf, because he's such a nice guy, decides to help them with the because he knows the town better than anyone. So he's like, "I'm going to help you out with your investigation. If anything comes up, I'll let you know. Something comes up." <laughs> <laughs> the creepy house on the top of the hill. He sees a little girl wandering around, and he's like, "That's not right." So he informs the you know the the, the two detectives and says, "Listen, saw a bit of weird goings on in that creepy house," and they're like. No one's lived in that creepy house on top of the hill for years. Like, just forget about it. It's probably nothing. Laura Linney, Anna, is in bed that night going, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> All these packages that keep turning over my house. I need to stop it. So she goes, okay, two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go and check out the house on my own with no backup. <laughs> As you do. As you do in a thriller, goes up to the house as she kind of clambers through the window. She gets into this creepy old house, gets knocked over the head. No. Out cold. Next thing, she wakes up in this really clinical, extremely well-lit room. A real contrast to the creepy dark house that she thought she was in. And as like her eyes are kind of like coming to you know to the visions coming clear she realizes that she is strapped up in this see-through glass box and as she looks <laughs> as she looks out there are hundreds of other see-through glass boxes and all the little girls oh. are all strapped up in these boxes nice they're all in freezers <gasps> class they're all in a freezer and just as she's about to go oh my god like what the hell is going on jessica lang walks through the door damn Elsa walks through the door directly straight up to Anna and Anna begins to recognise and goes, Elsa? She goes, Anna. Sisters. Classic. This is her old sister. Mm. She hasn't seen her for years and years. We instantly go straight back to that flashback that she keeps going to. When she was a kid, Anna made the terrible mistake of trapping her elder sister, Elsa, in a freezer when they were little. Brilliant. Locking the door, going out. They were playing hide-and-seek. Mum and Dad eventually like, where's your sister? Where's your sister? And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 Anyway, they go and find her in the freezer, and she's all burnt from the freezer burns because it's so goddamn cold. So Elsa has literally been plotting and planning for years to get her sister, little sister, back, as well as all the little girls that remind her of her film and this film is called (laughs) freeze (laughs) boss that's off yes you went for it man i went went deep 
You went real deep. There you go. That's my remake. I, I could I could picture all of that. I went through. I, was, I yeah. really got in it. You with told, yours. told very well. Thank you that so much, good. guys. Yeah. That was very good. Thank you. All right. It's so, my turn. Yeah, Rich. Yeah. So, set in the year 2099 in the country, Neo Way. A great tech city surrounded by the waste of the old world and the leader of a huge company known as Arundel Industries, played by Jeff Goldblum, his wife, Rene Russo. They have two sons, Aaron and Ezra. These sons are played by real-life brothers, Macaulay and Kieran Corkin. Yeah, we're bringing them back, okay? Now, due to radiation from World War III, Ezra is born with the powers to control computers and technology Mm. in this world. So, after his parents are killed by the Lotex, who are a group of savages that live outside of the city, (laughs) Ezra is crowned the new CEO of Arundel Industries. But in his first board meeting, he loses control of his powers and shuts the whole system down. So the company panics, the city's been destroyed. So Ezra decides he must flee the city and go into the Badlands, but by doing this, causes all of Neo Way to shut down. People are struggling. People can't handle it. So, Ezra's long-lost brother, known as Aaron, goes on a journey through the wastelands to go and meet his brother and try to bring him back to bring back the machines. He joins up with the feisty little hacker known as Christy, played by Kristen Wiig, mm. who rides a mechanic called Moose. Ah. They also join up with, unbeknowing to Ezra, he has created the first AI in a small little droid voiced by Netflix's Tom Segura. Nice. And this crazy ragtag group must go on a journey through the badlands outside Neoway to find their sister. And on the way, they encounter monsters, robot wolves, all sorts of stuff. Um... And that's kind of the end of my story. It kind of plays out the same way as uh, Frozen, but in this post-apocalyptic war zone with a tech flair. It is directed by Taika Waititi, and it is a comedic fantasy tech adventure. That's cool. Nice, like it. I like uh, low-tech. That's cool. Mm. Thanks. You're sort of describing yourself there. Yeah, I am. A low-tech savage. Very much so. Yeah, it would be visually like I'm getting... um, Oh, I was imagining it to be... Oh, what's that film? Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, go with that. Okay. I was thinking, what's the... Um, fucking prawns, man. Uh, yeah, District it's 90. a mix between District, District 9, 9, that's it. Johnny Mnemonic and Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well... Yeah, good twist. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. Um, we have a similar idea in terms of a dystopian future. Oh, well, hopefully, I think that's where the similarities end, really. So mine takes place a bit after yours, 2150-ish, and the world is an icy tundra and has been for some time. Humans still exist, but in isolated settlements situated close to thermal springs, but there's little communication between the townships. Our story centres around Kristoff, a young, science-obsessed Norwegian from Hammerfest who is continually frustrated by life. His job as a snow machine operator isn't going well, and his love life is a disaster since that time he was caught without reindeer. And nobody takes his scientific experiments and exclamations about the global situation seriously. But all of his intelligence, though, he has a terrible memory, so he's always late for things, etc. Now, Christoph has one friend in Hammerfest, which is the reclusive elder outcast, Olaf. Olaf 
like Kristoff, is shunned for his wacky beliefs, but Olaf's are more of a mystical nature. He carries around certain trinkets with him and is obsessed by a sequence of numbers and letters which, according to him, came from a sacred text long since destroyed or lost and is the key to returning the land to the former state of prosperity which was once so taken for granted. Along with the code, Olaf is fixated on a mythical being known as Elsa who resides at the top of the world and is damning the human race for all time with the freezing weather for their, our, foolish past, and only when the incantation is said aloud to Elsa will the world be returned. Okay? Okay. So, I'm with you. <clears throat> now, Kristoff likes to hear Olaf's stories as they amuse him, but also he's wise beyond his years and presumes that, although dubious of some of the detail, there may be some truth to the nonsense that Olaf comes up with, and this helps inform him of some of his, of some of his scientific research. Most people just assume the world was always like this and carry on as normal, but the legend of Elsa is well known, and most people have started worshipping Elsa as a god, offering up ice cubes as sacrifices and things like that. But Kristoff is certain that there is evidence of a fertile past and that is attainable once more. Ooh. What kicks Kristoff into action is the sudden illness of his mother who contracts, who contracts the dreaded ice flu. She gets so cold that no amount of baths or fur blankets can warm her up again, and she dies. Oh, damn. damn. Nobody is certain, but the thought is that if Kristoff hadn't forgotten the soup he was meant to bring home, then she would have been fine. So Kristoff is gutted, completely distraught, and when his sister starts showing signs of the illness, he realizes that his one chance to redeem himself is to warm up the entire world. Class. <laughs> Amazing. So... Kristoff manages to persuade Olaf to go with him, and they go in search of Elsa. All the while, Olaf is trying to get Kristoff to take the code seriously and trying to get him to memorise it, but it's just not taking. And every time Olaf seems like he's getting through to Kristoff, some terrible danger befalls them. Aside from the weather, there are opposing forces trying to stop Kristoff on his mission. Hans, the local ice gangster, who has a luxury lifestyle thanks to the weathery <laughs> conditions, has no desire to see a warmer world, so follows Kristoff and Olaf in order to A, find out some valuable shit, and B, kill him so there are also giant machines roaming the wilderness tending to the snow and attacking all humans on sight so it's a pretty hazardous journey yeah i feel that after a few close scrapes avoiding the machines hands and icy death sorry after a few close scrapes avoiding the machines hands and icy death olaf slips off a ravine and though Kristoff is briefly able to catch him it's only by garrett grabbing the carrot-shaped necklace adorning olaf's neck a moment of hope hangs in the air and then is gone as the chain around his neck snaps and Olaf plunges to his death with his final words calling out, Remember the code! Right? So now it's just Kristoff. Yeah. Even further spurred to make it on, Kristoff finally gets to the North Pole and we see, like a chilly Omar Sharif, Kristoff approaching a huge industrial-looking building long frozen over in the middle of an icy field. Kristoff manages to break his way in and makes his way into the centre where he finds a great bank of screens and machines that look to us like servers and computers, and on a daze in the middle of the room is a huge console which seems to control everything. Kristoff blows the icy dust off the screen and presses a very obvious on button in front of him, and blinking on the screen appear the letters E-L-S-A, and underneath those are the words Endangered Life Form and Species Act. Nice. The words disappear and are replaced by another set that say Please enter code to reboot and the blinking cursor is mimicked by the blinking of Kristoff's eyes. As Kristoff is desperately trying to remember the code and trying incorrect guesses, which is threatening to lock out the system, Hans has got into the building and has been getting closer and closer. 
as Christoph suddenly has a moment of clarity, hearing Olaf's voice in his head saying the code and is about to hit the last keystroke, Hans appears in front of him and fires off an ice bullet that hits him square in the chest, knocks him flying backwards. <laughs> the frag ice bullet splinters into pieces and embeds in the keyboard, completing the code incorrectly and knocking out the screen. All seems lost till we hear a faint wheezing from Christoph, who is clutching what appears to be the end of a carrot. The ice bullet only hit the carrot necklace and split it in two, leaving a curious square metal end which glints in the bluish light. Hans tries to get off another shot, but a giant machine comes crashing through the doors, crushing Hans and taking the bullet straight in the optic ice nerve and shutting down instantly. So Christoph staggers to his feet and goes up to the console to see the screen locked out and the keys ruined, but then notices a slot. A USB slot. (laughs) and chuckles to himself a little. As he brings the carrot USB stick down into the console, he says, The code never bothered me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The screen blinks for a second, then the cursor writes, Root directory located, and computer springs into life. All the servers start powering up, and the lights come on. A strange feeling is felt by Christoph as ice starts to melt all around him, and he feels warm air con for the very first time. Outside, he sees great plumes of steam erupt, and it's almost too much for him. And as he leaps onto the console, and just about to erupt into song, a warning signal starts, and red lights start flashing. Then a computerized voice voice announces, System unstable. Sister node requires manual reboot. Christoph jumps down and looks at the screen. The same message is written, and the words Sister node are highlighted. Christoph presses a button in front of him, and the words expand into a screen which says, Time left for reboot and then a countdown timer which has started at 365 days and is moving down. At the top of the screen it reads, the ambient heat neutralizing node in Antarctica, or Arna. And the film ends. Hey! Film is called... done. Film is called Cold. Okay. Okay. Sequel uh, is called Getting Warmer. (laughs) Third is called Warm. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Doug Lyman. Okay, yeah. Um... Christoph played by Will Poulter. Doug Lyman, who did um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, for all the mechanical shit. Born Identity, yeah, cool. all that. Yeah. It's, it's quite a tense thriller, I guess. Yeah. Olaf is Stellan Skarsgård, another Skarsgård. And Hans, uh, Gwendolyn Christie. For a little. So there awesome. you go. Quite long. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> those are our remakes. So as always, get in touch with us, tweet in, hashtag Ready Steady Remake. Let us know what you think. That's all, folks. So that's it, guys. They were our remakes, and unfortunately, this is the end of the podcast. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so, Sam. (laughs) Sam? I don't know. Isn't that what you say? You said it. Play it again, Sam. Play it again. (laughs) I've just merged two. Mash that together. (laughs) Works for me, mate. It's fine. Okay, end of the podcast, but obviously before we go, it's the, probably the most exciting bit of the podcast. It's why everyone listens, isn't it? Yeah, everyone loves it. It's the best bit. It's the best bit of the podcast. We've got a special guest, as usual, on the show, and this week from Frozen, on the line, we've got none other than Elsa. So, Elsa, Hello. All right there, my mate. It's me, Elsa, the Snow Queen on me mountain. Are you all right, Elsa? Ah, you know what, mate? I've been better. I know I say I don't mind the cold, but truth is, I'm a little bit nippy. <laughs> it's been very cold today, It's hasn't been it? freezing. Anyway, I've got to go. Let it go. See you later. Elsa's out. Anna, do you want to build a snowman, love? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
What a sweetheart. Oh. I'm so glad we got her in the studio because oh. she really is a ray of sunshine. She seems a lot nicer than in the film. Yeah. I thought she was lovely. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, that was Elsa, everybody. What a treat. Um, so now... Let's announce who won last week's remake. Thanks, guys. I know I won. Cheers. For that. No, go on. Who won? Go on. So if we do a little recap, I, mine was uh, Alien. Alien, yeah. The, the inn in the, the desert. Uh, Richard's... Poundland yours, Alien. Yours was Poundland Alien. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, mine was uh, Human. Human. That was it. The Morgan Freeman. So, effort. according to the the the, the, the Twitter, polls. the Twitter and the polls. I mean, the the algorithm is finishing and the calculations are almost done. It's so tight, and I'm gutted because Tomo, you've done it. Yes. Oh. yes. So, guys, that makes the scores: Tomo two, Schned one, myself one. Tomo, you're in the lead. I'm nailing it. You are nailing I'm it, and nailing and, it. and a strong effort this week. I so think I'm going to win this. Might week's be, as well. it might be three. Let's see. Let's, let's see, see. Let's see. And guys, that is the end of the show. So please tweet us in. Let us know who wins. But before we go, guys, should we play a clip from next week's film? Let's do it. All right. So this is a clip from the film we'll be remaking next week. Here we go. Detective. After this, I'm Detective. gone. No big surprise. Detective! You're looking for me. And that is all from us. And you know what we say. Love it. Hate it. Remake it. Let one go.